There's certain things I go to bad for my customers all the time. That's one of the main things that I do is to talk to claims and to make sure that when there's an issue to go to bad for them. Welcome to Home Selling Hero, hosted by real estate veteran Tom Diddy. Each week, we break down today's ultra hot home sellers market and give you the tips, tricks, and guidance to navigate the selling process and get the most out of selling your home. Proudly presented by the Tom Didier team. Let's jump in. Greetings and moyen, everybody. Thanks for finding your way back to the Home Selling Hero podcast. I am, as always, your host, Tom Didier. And today I have Stephanie Borth. Stephanie is the first person to be recording with me in the home studio, which I'm pretty excited about. Very very different in here as opposed to the office setting. So hopefully we've got a better setup. So Stephanie, welcome to the program. Why don't you take just two minutes or less to tell my listeners who you are and what you do? My name is Stephanie Borth, and I am the owner of North Shore Insurance and Financial Services located in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. We're an Allstate exclusive agency. So we cover home, auto, personal lines, insurance, business insurance, life insurance, so a little bit of everything. Um, been in business for about Four years now, and you're a newbie. Okay. You're still a new, yeah, you're still yeah, still newbie, but yes, a new business owner. Yep, I, I really enjoy the community aspect of it. It's good. All's been good. So this is a real estate podcast. I try to make every episode about real estate, and I thought, who better to have on to talk about homeowners insurance? I'm just going to kind of shoot some questions at you about homeowners insurance, which everyone I would think should have. But my first thing is that I don't believe anybody by statute or law has to have homeowner's insurance, correct? In Wisconsin, like in Wisconsin, drivers are supposed to legally have insurance. Not the same for homeowners. No, not the same for homeowners. And as you mentioned, auto insurance, like if you have a lapse in your auto insurance, your rates are going to change. If you have a a lapse in your homeowner's insurance, you just have a lapse and you can move on from there. So it doesn't affect you, but you don't have to have it because unless the bank requires it and then the bank will place that on. Right, right, right. So that's the only time, yeah, the banks Mm -hmm. require it always. And I believe, I'm going to be jumping all over the place here, but the bank just requires you to have insurance in the amount that they're owed. So if you can, I always use round numbers here, but if if the if it's $200,000 property value and the bank is only owed a hundred, does the bank typically only require you to provide proof of a hundred thousand dollars? Okay. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Just so they can get their money back in case of a total loss. Okay. That was one of my questions we'll come to later, which is like value versus replacement versus the mortgage, yeah, uh-huh. with the bar. Okay. All right. So it's not required. But I've heard you talk lately about how volatile the insurance industry is as a whole because of whatever you want to call them. You call them acts of God or global warming, but like your industry has gotten a lot more expensive. Fair to say? Fair. Very fair to say. Okay. Yes, and fair. that is because of? The cost of materials. I mean, you know, since COVID and, you know, because of, you know, the cost of materials, lack of labor, people being willing to do the work, you know, and yeah. they've raised their prices. So yes. And, you know, houses, as you know, are right. valued a lot higher than they were before. And so, you know, everything yeah. just goes up. So everything, I mean, yeah, the cost of labor is up, cost of materials are up, but isn't, doesn't it have a lot to do with accidents and hurricanes and oh, yeah. tornadoes and everything else? Definitely, and yes. my question as a Wisconsinite is, do we pay for all those? I mean, I consider Wisconsin a pretty safe place to live. We don't have hurricanes. We have a couple tornadoes every now and then, but do we pay 
just for our region, or is it because of all these major catastrophes happening in other parts of the world that we all pay for it? No, we're not all paying for it. You're paid, okay. You pay based on your region and the area that you live in. I mean, there's certain zip codes in Wisconsin where rates are higher, you know, like where Madison area where huh. things are coming, you know, where tornadoes, I shouldn't say Madison in general, but the middle of the state where tornadoes come through more often, those kind of things yeah. are a little higher. There. Oh, so it is. It's really dialed down by geography. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say like Hawaii and Florida, like, okay, so those are obviously very, I'm guessing, expensive very. states with all the catastrophes they have. So, but even within a state, you can divide it into regions for zip codes. Yeah, interesting. Zip codes. Yeah, right. Well, sounds, I learned something. Yeah. I don't know if my listeners yeah, rated, did, but that's rated by zip codes. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in Wisconsin, I think you just mentioned it, like what part of Wisconsin is the most expensive in terms of insurance? More central, more centrally located. Really? I, and I mean, if you look at storm maps, you know, and, you know, when we deal with claims, you know, that you can look at the storms and see where storms, we have a lot right. more storms come through the middle of the state than yeah. we do closer to the lake where we are here. So, and, you know, further north, you get more ice damage and, you know, snow, yeah. snow damming and things of that nature. So. Well, it's good to know. I didn't know that. All right. I'm going to jump into some questions here and they, they're going to be a little random and kind of jump all over the place. But first one is, does your credit score impact what you pay for homeowner's insurance? It absolutely it does. It does. Okay. It sure does. Sure we don't need to get into the weeds, but like talk about that, how much it affects it. So now I can only speak for Allstate, but and if your credit score is in the category that's not considered ideal, you know, you're considered higher risk. If you're maybe not paying your bills on time right. or things, you know, then you're considered a, a bigger risk for the insurance carrier to, to insure you. So it does definitely plays a role in our prices. So pay your bills. Pay your bills on time. Yeah. Yep. Young people. Yes. Pay your bills. Pay your bills and not being late and making sure that, you know, you're, if you're on an automatic payment, you know, that have enough money in your bank account to right. pay those bills. So. All right. So I just referenced young people there and that would be the first time homebuyer category. Do you get a lot, do you write a lot of policies for first time homebuyers? We do. We have a lot of first time homebuyers that are referred to us. And how do you get those referrals, would you say? Through, we get a lot of customer referrals, but we also have some referral partners with different lenders okay. throughout the, the area that send them to us. And, yeah. you know, so Because I was going to comment that in my experience, and I'm really old and experienced, I've been surprised that we don't have a ton of opportunity to refer first-time homebuyers to anybody for much because of their parents. Parents, in my opinion, have always been the most influential. So with first-time homebuyers, it's usually like mom and dad have this agent. To be. Do you get a lot of that? Do you get yep. generational, generational customers? Yeah, okay. We do. Definitely do. Yeah. And let's jump into what we just talked about a little bit, which is cost replacement versus market value versus the mortgage. Because those are all choices, right? I can insure my place for what I owe the bank. I can insure it for whatever I want. Could I, do I get to pick my insurance? You can increase your coverage up to a certain amount, up to over 125% of what the, the value of your home is. So there's, you know, there are those, there are, you know, if your mortgage is paid off and you don't have a, a loan, then you can say, you know, you don't want to insure this house for, oh, I only want to insure it for a thousand dollars. But if you have a loan, the bank wants to make sure that they're paid back. So it's got to be, you know, valued for what the house is valued through your loan. And then replacement cost is, you know, what it's going to cost you to replace that house. So we do an estimator and you need add all the things in, you know, wood paneling, you know, wood floors, right. how many door, you know, all that kind of stuff is added. Do you get to argue? I mean, do you find people that argue? I'm guessing it's not your job to do the estimates on the replacement cost, or is it? Well, I mean, it's a it's a 
it's a program, right? So you put in the different parts of the house and what they have, you know, whether they have laminate floor or wood floors or, you know, plaster ceilings or, you know, there's that there. And yes, people do argue about it and, you know, it's not worth that or, you know, it's not going to cost me this much. But when you do have a a mortgage with somebody, does it just all all based on what the lender is telling you that you have to have? I think, you know, for for shits and gigs, I think right now we're telling people like $240 a square foot, uh, about average. And that's, you know, that's not a, a high, high-end house. That's just a nice house. It's a nice house, but it's not a cookie cutter and it's not like, you know, state-of-the-art. And that's, I remember when I started, it was, I think it was $65 a square foot. It's gone up. It, I mean, and it's gone up in the last couple of years. And, you know, so yeah, anywhere between 200 and $250 a square foot is yeah, about yeah. what we're looking at. All right. So Wisconsin... I don't know. I'm going to ask this. My question is, what is the most common homeowner's insurance claim you see or everyone sees? Hail and roof damage. Hail, hail yeah. and roof. Well, okay. yeah. Hail damage from roofs or, or wind yeah. damage you know, on your roof. That Those are the ones that we see the most of. That, yeah. uh, there's a big, you know, and that, and again, that comes with our area. That's, that's good for us because, you know, those are the only things that really affect us that much. But yeah, hail damage is a real big one. What about flooded basements. It seems like there's a lot of people. And when I use the word flood, I don't mean necessarily as a result of a flood. It's just that basements, which are these holes in the ground, they want to, they always want to fill up with water. And maybe it's from a flood or the rain. It could be from a busted pipe. It could be from a broken gutter. It could be from anything. But would you agree that there's a lot of claims for? For water claims, water okay. backup claims. And so that would be in your basement if your sump pump were to fail or your floor drains were to back up. That kind of water flood. Yeah. Uh, if there's a flood, there's if you're in a floodplain, you have to have flood insurance, right. which is a completely different policy. Well, and again, just to correct you, if you're in a floodplain, you have to have flood insurance per your lender. That is correct. Yes, yeah. I know. I yeah. know a few people that live in a floodplain and don't really care for flood insurance. Yeah, yeah, because it's expensive. Is as much as I mean, if if not, it's more than a in your homeowners. Well, and then tell my listeners because I think this is a good tidbit. It's really important for people in our area to know whether your insurance covers water in your basement. And I think it depends on how the water got in there, right? Whether whether it came in through the roof, the gutter, the windows, back up through the sump pump, back up through the floor drain, right? There's all different ways. So what do they need to know about making sure they got good coverage? So your main home, anything for water damage would be sudden and accidental. A pipe breaks, the toilet overflows while you're not home, you know, somebody leaves a shower on. I've had, you know, a water heater, a tankless water heater break and cause damage galore. So your standard home policy would cover those type of perils. Those, you know, those you wouldn't need extra coverage for. The water backup coverage, a lot of us in Wisconsin have basements, right? So we have finished basements, the sump pump backing up and, you know, the floor drains backing up or the sump pump dying, I should say, and, you know, backing up those kind of, that's a different coverage. That's a water backup coverage to pay, to repair and re- remediate the water and things down in your local. So that's the key there is that there's water backup coverage, which is a, you call it a rider, you call it an addendum, you call it special insurance. What we do you call it an endorsement. An endorsement. Okay. I knew there was a word. So yeah. water backup is not, is it ever a part of a standard or it's always a. It's always an, in, in, always an endorsement and, and the, the customer has a choice of how much, how much yeah. they want to insure that. And is it, is it kind of like buyer beware? Do they need to know that? Or do you advise them when like a first time home buyer is getting, you know, their first insurance policy? Do you advise them to consider this? Or I'm sure there's a million endorsements you can sell them. So how do you, how do you pick and choose what you're going to advise somebody get? 
Well, we, we have some questions that we ask to get a little better feel about, you know, what the house is and what they need. And, you know, we add and one of the questions is, do you have a finished basement? Do you store a lot of things in, right. in, in your basement? So and if the answer is yes. Then we say, OK, well, you know, the average water remediation job, you know, could be anywhere from two to two to four thousand dollars. And then, you know, you got to pay to, you know, replace your drywall and your flooring and anything else that would be affected by that water. All right. So that's the, the water backup endorsement. Have a house to sell, but not sure who to trust when it comes to getting the best deal and leveraging the current market? Trust the experts at the Tom Didier team. With over a quarter century of selling Milwaukee, Tom and his team of real estate experts are here to ensure that you get every penny you deserve out of selling your home. No matter where you live in the dairy state, put one of Wisconsin's top real estate teams to work for you in selling your home and making the most of your real estate investment. Looking to buy a house instead? Tom and his team have you covered here as well, helping you craft and perfect the offer on your dream home. Visit SellingMilwaukee.com to find out how much your home could be worth and connect with the team to make your next real estate transaction a dream. Now, back to the show. All right, so let's go back to roofs because realtors have a lot of roof stories with insurance. And the most common one that I've dealt with and all of my fellow practitioners have dealt with is usually right before closing when homeowners insurance Company sends somebody out to take a picture of the house, which, by the way, it's my opinion that you should let that homeowner know that you're sending somebody out to take a picture because I've had some instances where my seller wasn't very happy about random person walking through their backyard and taking photos. It's a little bit, you know, it could be upsetting. So, and any home policy we write, you either have a virtual inspection or an in person inspection. So, right. we need to let our customers know. No. All right. Yeah. There's been a few times where. Certain companies have not let anybody know. Anyways, the point of the story was that you guys take a picture of the roof and then it comes back to the buyer and then all the realtors that, hey, a uh, home buyer can't get insurance. The insurance company has deemed the, the roof. It is at its end of its useful life and we're going to need a new roof. Usually this comes up like four days before closing, which is a perfect time perfect. to do that. Right. What is the process for that? Is there is that appealable? Can you get other people's opinions? Because I've been involved in a few deals where we've, had an insurance company, not you, say that it's the roof is done and we've had a contractor go out there and say, hey, I'm the guy that put this roof on 10 years ago. We provided lien waivers and receipts and, war you know, it's a 25-year shingle, so it's got 15 years left in the warranty. Do you come up with a lot of instances where people are kind of fighting you on your photographer's opinion or underwriter's opinion, yeah, whoever's opinion? I mean, it's it, probably an underwriter's opinion, correct? It is, it's definitely the underwriter's yeah. opinion, yeah. And it goes, you know, it's based on uh, photographs, you know, they, yeah. and they do. And, and yes, people fight it. I mean, not so much on, on, on new home policies as we see, you know, on a, on a roof claim, you know, when people are coming out and, you know, we call them storm chasers, you know, they're coming to the door, right. but you know, they're and we have coverage for extended roof coverage. And then you can remove that coverage if, you know, you have a bad roof and you're looking to, um, you know, remove that coverage. So yeah, now you know that your roof isn't covered if something were to happen, but in our case, at our agency or with Allstate, if you have an active contract with somebody saying that you're going to have to re replace, then, you know, that'll serve as mm -hmm. something to get us by through that time frame. What's the latest on, and this is how much I'm dating myself, 60 amp fuses. We have a few random houses out there. 
that still have 60 amp fuses. Do you still get that? And will you insure a house with fuses or what's the All state will not. No, they will not. Yeah, no, they will not. So, you know, they have to be up to the, I don't know, you got me now on the electrical box, right. the upgraded on the name of it. But that is something that, you know, we do ask, especially with older houses, you know, has the electrical been updated? Has the, yeah. you know, plumbing been updated? And, you know, there's certain things that, yeah. you know, we just can't do because just safety. Yeah, and it's there's not many left out there, but I mean, we can still sell them uh, to a cash investor with no bank. Right. Usually yeah. that that falls on the realtor to identify. I'd be like, hey, dude, like you got sixty amp fuses, might need to do something. Yeah, about this. yeah, and you know it can cause a lot of problems. So Allstate will not write. So circuit breakers only. Yep, circuit breakers only. All right. Yep. Let's go into story time. Give us some good story. Tell me some good stories. Give me a. It could be anything. I, I mean, I, I like to have one good one, like a feel good, like this is why. This person had homeowner's insurance and this is what happened and, you know, this is the happy ending. And then we usually say, all right, here's what happens when you don't have homeowner's insurance. Well, I haven't had anybody that hasn't had homeowner's insurance per se that, okay. you know, has had a claim. I've had some some claims where people are underinsured um, that, you know, they either refused the coverage at, say, a water backup coverage at mm -hmm. the time of, you know, the policy binding. And you know, they forgot about it, right? They, you know, they bought the policy. And even though, you know, we send out review, you know, letters and they get, you know, their renewal statements, they didn't catch it. And when water backup is a big one, and I know that that's why I talk about it a lot in BNI is, you know, the re most recent one I can think of is a gentleman had $80,000 worth of damage, water damage, and he had no coverage whatsoever um, for water backup. And, you know, that was, it's, and there's nothing that I can do to argue that with claims, you know, there's certain things, you know, I go to bad for my customers all the time. That's, you know, one of the main things that I do is to talk to claims and to make sure that, you know, when there's an issue to go to bat for them. But, you know, when you don't have coverage like that, you're $80,000 in the hole yeah. and you got to pay for it yourself. So that's a bad story. That's, that's a bad story. That's a guy that's out $80,000. And his, his annual insurance premium probably would have been in the range of under 2000 Oh, yeah. And the coverage for that. I mean, we don't cover up to $80,000 in water backup. $50,000, I believe, is the max. But, you know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a couple hundred bucks a year to have that coverage there. You know, as far as home claims go, I nothing comes straight to my mind. You know, more more life insurance type of things, you know, making sure that that. But, um, you know, I mean, every customer that you get a claim settled for and they get yeah. what they want, that's a happy ending for them. I haven't, knock on wood, had any, you know, major losses with right. people that we've had to deal with. I guess the more I think about it, all of the good stories in your business are the people that don't call because there weren't, there wasn't a loss. There wasn't. There wasn't a, yeah. 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 So, makes sense. but you know, I mean, it's, it's always nice to know that, you know, when we have a claim and, you know, and you get the, you know, the review back and they say, thank you for helping me. Thank mm -hmm. you for getting me through this, you know, because. And that, that's a feel good right there. You know, we're doing a service and taking care of the customer. What's the name of your Allstate insurance spokesman? The commercial guy. The mayhem man. The mayhem man. Yeah. I, I don't know what his real you name is. Yes. Do you get to like meet him at conventions or anything like Had that? Had I not gone to Greece, I would have, I was invited to a convention oh. in Orlando and he was there. All the, everybody else had pictures with him there. He's popular. Yes, he is. He, he, he does well for... I mean, all insurance companies are pretty serious about their marketing, it seems like. Yeah. They, they invest pretty seriously in promoting their brands. Well, I mean, it it proves itself over and over. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah he, that's, he's got some fun stuff out there. So you just mentioned one thing about that Allstate won't take a home with fuses. 
But what other things should buyers be looking for that could potentially limit or increase their insurance? You know, when they're looking at a house, what things should they avoid that might cause their homeowner's insurance to be considerably higher than it needs to be? Well, making sure that the house is structurally sound, you know, siding, you know, the the roof, the gutters, making sure that you don't have trees touching the house. You know, those are all things that could affect actually be rejected for just to make sure that the house is in, you know, good standing, you have it inspected and that, you know, you have a background on what it is that you have. Well, okay, so let's talk about that because most, well, in the old days, we had inspections on everything. Nowadays, of course, with the market, nobody's doing inspections. We talked about that. We know you guys send out a photographer to look for pictures, but you guys being the insurance agents or underwriters, do not do you guys do interior inspections on properties when you get a new policy? Only on homes that are valued over a million dollars. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so there's you know they don't do in, inside inspections unless okay. it's a, a bigger, more valuable home. Okay, that's good to know. I would think it would be the opposite. You'd want to look at the inside of the homes that. Right. I mean, why are you concerned about a home that's valued over a million dollars? Fraud. Uh, which is leading question because mm-hmm. that's one of my notes here yeah. that says, let's talk about fraud. Yeah. I just did one real estate fraud wise. I don't know if you listened to the episode, but there's a lot of new and they're, they're all digital scams. They're all like fake signatures and fake wires. It's usually wires going to the wrong place. The most popular one in Wisconsin right now is where fraudsters are selling property in Northern Wisconsin that they don't own because these parcels of land, it's third generation, nobody, the family's been there in 20 years. And they figure that out and they just become that person. And via email, they sell other people's properties because realtors and title companies, now they're being very diligent about it. fraud in your industry has to be pretty, pretty rampant. I think people try. I think that, you know, I, fortunately for me, I haven't seen any of heard the examples of fraud. And, you know, that's why, you know, they want to look into, you know, the bigger houses and to make sure that, oh, well, yeah, it looks like a million dollar house on the outside, but it could be a sh- shithole on the inside. You know, right. there's not worth that. So we haven't seen fraud other than the, you know, somebody calling and saying that they're with Allstate, we need your information, you know, and, you know, we always tell our customers, you know, nobody from Allstate's going to call you and ask you for your information unless it's one, somebody from our office that yep. needs to take that information. Yep. All right. Here's a good question. I don't know if it's a myth or not, but this is the question about the trampoline, because in real estate, we've always heard that, you know, trampolines void your insurance policy or a trampoline costs you a thousand dollars to insure. If you have a trampoline, you have no coverage for the neighbors. I have no idea what is true. So trampolines are pretty popular. Yep. You can get them anywhere. So tell my listeners what they need to know about having a trampoline or going to a friend's house that has a trampoline. Well, make sure you tell your agent. Yes, you should make sure that you have it listed on there. You have liability coverage on your policy, but I would also recommend anybody with a pool or a trampoline that they would add a personal umbrella policy to that for an excess liability. So I I haven't seen in our industry where our agency where, you know, we've been, nobody's been denied for having a trampoline. I've had, I have seen people been denied for a, I shouldn't say that, a safe trampoline. So a a trampoline that has the netting around it. Right. Yeah. If you have a trampoline in the backyard that doesn't have any netting right. around it or the safety, then the policy would be not accepted, terminated, and they would have to get rid of the trampoline or make it safe to prove that it's safe. So, But again, a trampoline is not, it's not an endorsement. It's just you're recommending an umbrella. Yeah. Which is, there's no endorsement on it. Yeah. It's not yeah. a special endorsement. Yeah. But you can be denied for owning one. 
yeah, you can be denied as long if it's not if it's not cared for correctly. Because I mean, when you think about it, you have somebody on your trampoline they, that could be a big liability. All right, so you brought up the word swimming pool, so we might as well talk. What do people need to know about owning and insuring the swimming pool? You know, your swimming pool would be part of you know part of your home policy. It would be part of your other structures. You know, right. and it and again, it's not going to be covered unless it's a covered loss. You know, it's you know. For example, you're hosting a party and somebody got drunk and they fell in your pool with your high heel shoes on and they tore your liner. That's not going to be a cover. So it would be something like, you know, there was a storm and a tree fell into your pool and, you know, tore your liner. That would be something that would be covered. But, you know, your swimming pool and again, you want excess liability and to make sure that you have enough liability coverage on your home policy because mm-hmm. accidents happen. So you keep giving me leading questions here. So liability-wise, somebody comes to your house and gets drunk and something happens. Does your homeowner's insurance cover you for other people causing incidents that was no fault of your own? In what, so in in what respect? Well, I mean, somebody comes onto your property, whether they're an invited guest or not, and they have an accident driving a go-kart. And they run over the neighbor kid. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be pulling yeah, this yeah, out of nowhere. Right, yeah. This hasn't actually happened. Yeah. It's something that totally would happen in our house. I guess that's the end. So something like that happens. Yes. I mean, anything, you know, but the, the UPS driver coming up to your drive, up your drive and slipping and falling, you know, that is something that needs to be, that would be covered under your home policy, under your liability. Okay. So there is, you do have a liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, the UPS driver made me think of dogs. So now I have to ask you about dogs. My brother claims that any dog bite is worth 15 grand and that if you get bit by somebody's dog, that insurance company is going to write you a check for 15 grand. I can't speak for that, (laughs) but I can tell you that we can't, if if you have had a dog bite claim, we can't write homeowner's insurance for you for five years. Five years. So that's very good to know. So Mm -hmm. if your dog has bit somebody and it has turned into a reportable claim, you're going to be red flagged for five years, yes, not yes. just by Allstate, but pretty much. I'm guessing that's. I would, have, yeah, I, I think that, and ours just changed recently. I mean, it used to be you could have one dog bite, but now you know with the way that things are going, it's it's gotten a little more tightened up, and so I, I don't know what you know American Family or whoever else does that, but I don't. And certain dog breeds that. Well, I was going there next. Yeah. I mean, in real estate, I've seen rules and regulations as it pertains to like condominiums. Usually that's where I see it. And it'll say that sometimes you'll talk about the size and the height of the dog or the weight, but sometimes it just says the following 10 breeds are not allowed. Is it the same with homeowner's insurance? Can you, somebody be denied for, I hate to keep picking on pit bulls because there are some awesome pit bulls out there, but there's some bad ones too. Same like German Shepherds are like, can be amazing or look the hell out. That thing is going to eat your face at any cost. Right. Well, I mean, a mutt can do the same thing. Sure. We have now breeds that are denied, but it may increase your premium. If you put down that you have a pit bull, you know, and we mark that in there, it could increase your premium that way. Um, so consider your dog breed. That could, you could end up paying for it. You could, yes, you could. Uh, yep. Yep. Talk to me about social media and your industry. Is it important? I guess it's kind of multi-leveled, but as the business owner, do you use social media and then do you use social media to like communicate with clients or retain clients or recruit clients? What do you guys do with it? I have a webpage and, you know, I, I've gotten better over the years. You know, we do 
communicate yeah. through the webpage. You know, I, every couple of weeks I'll post some information, whether it be, you know, clean out your gutters so that you don't have water backing up into your house or, you know, getting in, you know, those kind of things, making sure that stones, you know, if you have a brick walkway or not, yeah. are at a level. So yes, we do, you know, I do social media and we do have a lot of people that have reacted to things that we're doing there. I have a pretty decent following. I could probably do a little better job with the social media, but we do. I get, you know, quotes through, you know, people that request quotes through Facebook or, you know, Google mm -hmm. and, you know, we text message. So that's not, you know, really social media, but. Do you ever use your age to like get out of doing things? Cause like, I, I will just say I'm too old and I don't want to do that. Well. Every time. Like, I don't want to, if it's super techie and yeah. I, yeah. No, I'm moving on. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and we have, you know, we've got some, my staff is, we're very generational. See, see? Yes. So we've got, you know, they've got, I've got some helpers there. To help that's why them. you've got yeah. yes, different yeah. ages yep. on the staff that can take care of different problems. Yep. Perfect. That's good. So you've been a business owner for four years now. I'm thinking, I think you're loving it, right? Seems like you're yeah. loving it. What do you love about it? And uh, what do you hate about it? I just, I like talking to the community and being part of the community and, and helping people learn. It's, you know, you ask, you know, when new home buyers are calling in, you know, we explain every coverage from A, a to Z, you know, these are what you have. Do you understand what that is? So it really, you know, that's the education part for me that I enjoy educating people yeah. about that. I hate that I can't help everybody. Sometimes, yeah. you know, my claims happen. And, you know, I mean, for example, a gentleman called yesterday and somebody broke his 85 inch TV, a kid, one of his son's friends yeah. and said, is this a covered claim? And I said, it's not. Mm -hmm. I said, now you could, you know, go to the, the child's family and they, you know, they could file a claim, but sure. those things stink, right? You know, you think that that's covered, but now if it was an electrical storm or a fire or something, yes, then your, you know, your TV is going to be covered, but not because Tommy threw a ball at it yeah. and, and broke it. I was immediately going to say, like, does he not know that TVs are almost free nowadays? But 85 inches. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, that's like, a big one. Yeah. But, but oh my gosh, our TV is getting cheap. Like, yeah. You can buy a really nice TV for like 150 bucks. Yes. Yeah, really nice. Yes. I mean, you walk into Costco and you see those massive TVs and it's like, oh, you know, yeah. really? You know, yeah. so. Yeah. Tell me what your predictions are. I mean, is there any good news? I mean, you're predicting that insurance for homes will continue to probably, I mean, they've ever gone down. Do you have any frame of reference? Um, have insurance rates ever gone down because of the economy or because the insured is so amazing and never gets claims? Or do you think we're looking at just steady, steady increases with homeowners insurance like everything else? Unfortunately, yeah. it's steady increase like everything else. You can reevaluate your policy to, you know, determine where you're at, but, you know, rates, it's just one of those things. They just, they don't ever seem to go down. You keep giving me hints. So reevaluating your policy, how often do you recommend any homeowner review, you know? Once or, a year. Or, really? It sounds like a lot of work. It I'm, does. I'm going to take a pat. I'm going to say I'm too old for that. Well, no. And, and we have a lot of that. And so, you know, then we go by, you know, maybe sending out an email and just, to add, you know, make sure you tell your agent if, you know, you put an addition on. If you've placed your basement, you've done upgrades to your, you know, you went from a standard builder's grade kitchen to now you've upgraded it and you've got granite countertops and walnut cabinets. And, you know, you want to make sure that you're letting them know. So it's important on a lot of aspects to just, just to check, you know, and, yeah. and we do a lot of that when, you know, if somebody calls in, we're going to say, hey, Tom, you know, do you still have A, B, C, and D and that kind of thing. But so. According to the scenario you just gave, if a homeowner remodels, you know, they did their insurance and then they drop, let's just say like 75 grand to their kitchen, which isn't totally unreasonable these days. Right. And they don't 
let you know about it. They don't update their policy. And then there's, God forbid, a fire and the place gets totaled. They don't have proper coverage for the brand new kitchen. Right. Well, if, you know, their replacement cost is insurance is there to make you whole. So you're only going to, you know, if you only have $500,000 in coverage, that's all you're going to get. Now you've got 575 because you've got that new kitchen in there. Right. You're out of, you're out of that 75,000. Yeah. I think that's really good advice given this timing, because given this insane market we have right now, which consists of no listings and no inventory and no sales, what we're finding is people are staying in their home and they're investing some serious money into their houses. Yeah. They're, they're dropping 50, 100, 150 grand into their homes. So that's good advice to let them know that, yeah. hey, after you make this major investment into your house, you might want to consider. Right. Because we can't read a crystal ball. I didn't, right. wouldn't know that you did these things unless you tell me. So right. Right. Yeah. it's good to know. I'm just in my mind, I'm wondering if I've done anything to the house lately that I don't think so. All right. What, I guess, kind of general vague question, but what advice do you have for people that are maybe shopping for homeowners insurance? Compare your coverages. Talk to the people that are trying to give you these coverages. You know, I, I'm a local agent, so I say go local. You know, yeah. with the 1-800 number, you're going to get 1-800 service and, and not a personal experience. So yes, you can get cheaper rates by going direct through certain places online, but you know, you're definitely not going to get the care that you need when it comes to filing a claim. And that's what you're paying for in insurance. You're, that's right. what you're paying for is somebody to help you with that when that comes around. So be sure to compare apples to apples. Absolutely. If you've got three bids that are 1000 2000 and 3000 there's a very good chance that the $1,000 bid does not have anywhere near the coverage yeah. of the $3,000. Yeah. Bid. I mean, and, you know, what's the deductible that they've set there? How much liability that they put on that? You know, there's a lot. Definitely. Or how much, you know, how much replacement cost you have on that property, you know, Tom, definitely compare, definitely compare. Right. What else you got for us? Just, you know, make sure that you're talking to your agent, make sure that you're informing and that you're, what you've worked so hard for is well taken care of because, you know, accidents are exactly that accidents. Things happen and you want to make sure that you're made whole again after it's all said and done. Well, we've had a lot of good nuggets in here. If my listeners want to reach out to you, tell them very clearly how they find you or how they get in touch with you? You can call me at 262-618-9025. You can reach with me through email and that's stephanieborth at allstate.com and we'll and, get in touch with you. And your office is located? In Cedarburg, across the street from, well, it won't be BMO very long, but next door to Hefner's and okay. across the street from BMO. So, what is BMO turning into? I don't know if they're oh. closing that location. So, yeah, I don't Retail banks are tending to well, there's less of them. We'll yeah, just say that. Retail yeah. banking, if you have an app, then you have a bank. Yes, you do. You don't have to. Yeah. And yeah. the next generation, the next, like this youngest generation, they are not going to banks. No, they not. Well, they They've don't never been to a bank. No, and they don't know how to look at a statement. Right. And yeah, they're like, oh, my, my phone podcast. says, yeah, that's a whole other one. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, thanks for being on. I think we covered some, some awesome topics. It's funny. You just brought it up because my using local and my sign off on my podcast is always use a local lender. So I'm going to change today to always use a local homeowner's insurance agent. Get in touch with Steph. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to Home Selling Hero. For more, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with Tom across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question about selling your home or buying your next one, reach out to Tom at tom at tomdidier.com or call or text him directly at 414-881-3290.
Home Selling Hero is a production of Tom Didier Real Estate in partnership with Westport Studios. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and any information presented during the course of discussion is presented as reliable under the laws of the state of Wisconsin. Be sure to consult a local agent in order for any nuances where you may live.